Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Glad to be here on Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday. I love that scripture that Nick read out beforehand. He has risen. We don't worship a God of the graveyard. We worship a God who has risen. He is indeed the resurrected King. And uh, it is so good to be with you here all this morning. Hey, uh, I've been expecting for today. And like I said beforehand, my hope and my prayer is that every single person may encounter Jesus today as their Lord and as their Savior. Maybe you've done it already, but I will be given opportunity at the end of the service today that for those who maybe feel that they're far from Jesus, I'm believing that today can be a day where you can come to know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. I'm going to read through some scripture here today, his holy word, the word that I place my life on. And uh, we're going to start in John to the 20 here this morning, John to the 20, and then it's titled The Resurrection. And it says, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter, who was the other disciple, and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. Now, I love um, the Bible. That's so filled with uh, humor when you like to be able to see it. Uh, This is John writing about himself when he's saying Jesus loved him. And they said to him, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we do not know where they have put him. The next few verses talk about how Peter and John enter the tomb, and the Bible actually talks about how they come to believe that he has been resurrected. And again, that's my prayer today, is that you will all come to this place of believing that he has been resurrected. Verse 11 then goes on to say, and I actually want to share a little bit towards the end of my preaching here today, actually on Mary, the story of Mary here today. As Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped in and looked in, and she saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other sitting at the foot where, the, where Jesus' body had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken my Lord away, and I do not know where they've put him. She turns to leave and saw someone standing there. Now, I love this. The one that she was looking for, the one that she was so hoping to be able to see, was there with her in that moment. You see, Jesus was there. It was Jesus. But she did not recognize him. Isn't it interesting that here, the one that she was looking for, the one that she was hoping for so desperately, she still didn't recognize the very one that was standing in front of her, the one that she would have known so intimately beforehand. Says, dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? That's a question I want to ask us all here today. Who, who are we looking for? Maybe a better question to ask is, what is our heart desiring? What is our heart actually longing for here today? She thought, <laughs> this is the thing, she thought she, he was the gardener. So she said, sir, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll go and get him. Then I love this moment that Jesus actually calls her by name. He calls us all by name too here today. He says, Mary. In this moment, her eyes are opened. 
her heart knows that this is not the gardener, this is not some random man, this is Jesus who calls her by name. He calls out to him by name. Then Jesus says, don't cling to me, for I haven't ascended to the Father yet, but go and find my brothers and tell them I have ascended to my Father, um, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. Father God, here in this place, I pray that your word may be illuminated in hearts today, that above all else, that you may receive all the glory. For people who call this place home, God, I pray that this may stir hearts, encourage hearts, bring boldness to hearts here today. For those who are maybe hearing this message for the first time, God, I pray that you may indeed open eyes, just like Mary had her open eyes at the moment, that their hearts may be open, receive the good news of the gospel here today in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. I want to remind us of three important facts around the gospel here today. Three thoughts, three very simple thoughts, three thoughts that you might have even heard beforehand, but three thoughts that are so crucial for us to understand the power of the gospel here today. My first thought here is that Jesus loves you. I want to declare upon every single person here today that Jesus loves you with all of his heart. He doesn't tolerate you. He doesn't have to put up with you, but he loves you with all of his heart here today. And if you're a believer here today, you should get excited by this fact that he's a God that absolutely adores you. He is in love with every single person here today. I want to declare that upon you all today. Maybe you're thinking that God's a distant God, a God that is so far away, a God that's not of relationship here today, but I want to declare that He is a God. He is a Father that wants to know His children, and He loves you. There's a song that we sang out here today in John 3.16. John 3.16. It's a, it's a scripture that's probably the most commonly quoted scripture um, in, in the Bible. And I love it here today. It says, for God loved the world so much. Other translations of the fact that God so loved the world. Not just a little bit. He loves the world so much that he gave his one and only son. So that everyone, everyone say everyone. Everyone. This is not a, a message for the spiritual elites. This is not a message that's set aside just for some sort of people or some sort of postcodes or some sort of personnel. No, this is a message for absolutely everyone. Maybe here today you have disqualified yourself from being able to receive the good news of the gospel. I want to tell you today, you are not disqualified. In fact, that in some ways is a qualification for you to be able to receive the good news of the gospel. If that was the case, I'd be disqualified too. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Believes, not earn. Believes, not try. Believes, not work harder. Believes, not do more. Believes, and then you will receive eternal life. That is the promise here today, church. That when you believe, it's not about how much you know. Pastor Ken sent me a message via Instagram the other day. And it's about like trying to understand the theology of the guy, the thief was next to Jesus in regards to how he was saved. He never once went to a Bible study. He never once found himself in doing the, 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 the steps of a, of a good little Christian. He didn't go to church. But what did he do? He believed. 
I want to encourage us here today. It's not about a mind understanding. It's about a heart transaction that when you believe, you will receive eternal life. That is the good news of the gospel here this morning. That is the good news that when Jesus came, then if we can find ourselves believing, then we will receive eternal life. That moment came for me, September 1998. It was like a long time ago. That's like 25 years ago. Moses, oh, he wasn't even born. <laughs> Mate, the 90s, you guys missed out on a good era. 90s were an amazing, who loved the 90s? 90s were like Rocky, I love the 90s, man. The 90s were sensational. Had Mariah Carey. I might have a little bit of a crush on Mariah Carey in the day. Boys to Men, remember Boys to Men? Oh. It's all my life. Um, Ali's like, don't do that again. Never do that ever again. It was the era of the undercut. Remember the undercuts? Oh, man, I had undercuts. I used to get in trouble all the time from school because I had an undercut. I had like a little Nike earring that used to dangle from my ear. That were all the cool kids right there. Speaking of music, before we had Spotify, this is a little education for you guys. Before we had Spotify, we had mixed tapes. Mixed tapes? Mate, they were were the bomb, they were the bomb. You're like, what's a mixed tape? What's a tape? It's like, we don't have enough time today to explain to you guys what a tape is here today, but the 90s, 1998, September 1998, I was on a a year 10 camp, and I'll never get tired of telling this story. Some of you guys are saying, Dan, I've heard this story many times before. I'm never getting tired of this story because it was the day I met Jesus. You see, I was raised in a Christian home and I, I sort of knew about God and I knew about church and so forth. But it wasn't until I had a moment, an encounter with Jesus, which happened at year 10 camp for me, where it's like God was tapping me on the shoulder. And for the first time, even though I knew about God, I encountered God. And again, my prayer today is that every single person will encounter God today. They'll encounter Jesus. And even right now, I just ask that if you're desiring that, you can say a simple prayer right now, even as I'm talking, that God, I want to know you. I want to encounter you here today. I don't want just to come and do an Easter thing, like we tick a box and suddenly it's all fixed up for the day. No, we want to encounter Jesus. And it was September 1998, I encountered Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. And it changed my world forever. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you with all his heart here today. You know, this is so much different to a lot of religions out there these days. So many religions will say you've got to earn your way into the kingdom. You've got to be a certain kind of person. You've got to find yourself doing works to be able to get yourself saved. As if we can do the saving ourselves anyway. We can't. This is why we need Jesus. This is why we need a saviour. It's like we have these massive big scales in religion. This is what religion says. that You've got your good side and you've got your bad side. No, so put the good side on the bubble side here. Um, so you've got a good side, you've got a bad side, and all your bad works you have this side, and then all your good stuff you do over here, and... Maybe by the end of your life, hopefully you've got the scales tipping in the right direction so that, that, that might be enough to get to know God. Now, this is not how God works. This is not how following Jesus works. It's actually a relationship. We can know God. We can encounter God. I've spoken to several people beforehand about, particularly when they've come from more of an orthodox kind of backgrounds, 
This idea of actually knowing Jesus, encountering him, not just having some other person talk about him, that's been such a powerful transaction where we can indeed encounter Jesus as our Lord and our Saviour. So Jesus loves you, number one. Number two, Jesus died for us. Jesus died for us. Possibly my favourite chapter in the Bible is Romans chapter 5. I want us to turn there right now if you've got your Bibles here today. Romans chapter 5. I'm going to start in verse 6 here today where it says, this is our reality. It says, we were utterly helpless. Helpless. Who's feeling encouraged in church right now? (laughs) I'm hopeless, I'm helpless. But Christ came just at the right time and died for us sinners. And I use the word us. It's me included. It's Ken included. It's everyone included. Us. We're all in this together. Died for us. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might be willing to die for a person who is especially good. Do I have any especially good people here in the house today? (laughs) I love these two words, but God. We worship a God that is the but God. But God showed his great love by sending Christ to die for us. And possibly the most five most beautiful words, five words that as I read these out during the week, as I contemplated the message here for today, words that moved me to tears, that whilst we were still sinners. You've got to realise that God sent his one and only son and he went all in. All in. There were no guarantees about how we would respond. But God went all in and whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for, you know, for us to get ourselves right or get ourselves on this special little pathway to make sure that we were doing the right thing first and then he would do no, no. He says that whilst you were still sinners, this is the powerful, beautiful thing about the gospel. That whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Romans 8 verses 1 talks about, therefore there's no condemnation. Why? Because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. Verse 10, for since our friendship, again, this is relationship that God wants to have with us. Our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son. Whilst we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice. And this is why we can rejoice here on Resurrection Sunday. We can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because of Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Friends of God. I've been thinking about the cross these last few days. No doubt some of you guys here today have been thinking about the cross these last few days. And I'm reminded of the fact that it actually should have been me on the cross. It should be me paying the sins of my, my debt. But this is the love that God loves us so much that he would go and send his one and only son, Jesus, to the cross. You know, the Bible says that it was actually meant to be another man that was meant to be crucified that day. Anyone know what his name is? Barabbas. And Barabbas, the Bible says that he was a guilty one. The Bible says that he was a rebel. Any rebels out there? Hey? And instead of the guilty one, instead of the one that was meant to be crucified that day, the innocent one 
the spotless lamb, the Bible says, was gone, went to the cross for our benefit. And he's the one that then paid our debts so that we can be made clean and made whole. Here's the reality. I am Barabbas. We all are Barabbas here today. We all need Jesus to take our place and be able to go to the cross and be able to save us of our sins. Sometimes we don't like to talk about sins and, and so forth. But this is our reality here today. That when Jesus went to the cross for us, he saves us from our sins. He saves us from eternity in hell. And what he does, he sets up this beautiful opportunity for us to receive. That if we would believe that he is our Lord and Saviour and believe that he was resurrected from the dead, then the Bible promises that we will find ourselves having the assurance of eternity in heaven one day. You know, Christ dies for us. And Ali alluded to this fact on Sunday, on Good Friday. There's actually a second death that takes place. You see, Galatians chapter 2, verses 20, talks about this fact that, that um, we find ourselves also dying. It says that just as Christ was crucified, our, we actually have a death as well. A death to ourselves in order then to follow and be able to live his way. And be able to find, find ourselves denying ourselves and being able to pick up our cross and be able to follow him here in this place. So Christ, he loves us. Christ, he died for us. But I've got good news for us all here today. Great news for us here today is that he rose again. He rose again. I want to declare and remind us here today that we are not a graveyard religion. We are not a graveyard religion. And as Maddie wants to come back up again, I want us to uh, reflect on some of these thoughts actually from John 20 that I read out beforehand in the story of Mary. You see, Mary was looking for Jesus, but he was not there. Mary was looking for something or someone that had already left the premise. In all reality, what happens is that our world does the same thing today. They go looking for things which they think will bring them life, and they actually find themselves not being able to find the thing they're actually looking for. There's a powerful scripture that I came across this week, and it's from Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter 11. Sorry, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 11. And it says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. His next few words are so powerful. He has planted eternity in the hearts of human. He's planted eternity. You know, above all else, what our heart desires more than anything else is eternal. Is this understanding of being reunited with our Creator. I believe that there is a heavenly magnet drawing us back to God. I believe that the Creator is wanting to know His creation so intimately well. I believe that there is like a heavenly homesickness that we all have. And I declare here today, come home. Come home. Come home to the Father. Come home and know your Father. Come home and know Jesus as your Lord and as your Saviour here in this place. But here's the thing. So often we go back like Mary did 
to the graveyard and we go looking for things. Sometimes that's the graveyard of insecurity, the graveyard of addiction, the graveyard of fear, the graveyard of control, the graveyard of unforgiveness. We go looking for these things as if it's going to try and satisfy us. But I want to tell you here today, he's risen, he's not there. And for us to look to the one that can indeed be the answer to our eternal quest, our eternal desire that our hearts want more than anything else. You see, some of us will go to the gym and find ourselves, if I just go to the gym, I'll get myself happy and things will be okay. We go to the gym, we go home, we're still not happy. So we eat cake <laughs> and we're still not happy. Hey, I just need a man, I need a woman, I need, I, need, I need a relationship. I'm not happy when I'm single. But then we hook up with some random. We find ourselves still not happy. It is eternity that our heart desires more than anything else here today. It's the way we've been created. It's the, and this is what God has designed us to be. He's designed us to be this way. He's designed us to be this way. Let me repeat again. What your heart wants more than anything else is eternal. And in this world that can only satisfy momentarily, it's eternity that our heart seeks more than anything else. I'm intrigued by the fact that Mary... She was looking for Jesus and the very thing that she was looking for was right in front of him. And maybe here today, I don't know every single person, I don't know what your story looks like, but maybe here today you've been searching for some things that have always been right in front of you. And his name is Jesus. And today we can all find ourselves in a place where we can actually invite Jesus into our heart and receive him as our Lord and as our Saviour here today. I wonder if before we do anything else, if that's you here today, in fact, we can all do this. We can all have this sort of phrase where we declare and ask Jesus for, where it's Jesus, I need you. And here today, I want to encourage every single person to be out of these words, not just in your mouth, but in your hearts. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, we need you. God, we need you here in this place. Jesus, I'm done running. Jesus, I'm done searching the graveyards of this world. Jesus, I need you. Can you express this with your heart here this morning? You don't need to say it out loud, but you can express it with your heart here today. Jesus, I need you here in this place. Every person in the room, every person listening on the podcast in, in a little bit of time, pray with me. And I want to encourage you to pray with me out loud this, this prayer right now. Why don't, you, why don't you close your eyes? Especially if this is you, when you utter these words, Jesus, I need you, why don't you utter these words out loud here with everyone here today? It says, Jesus, I believe in you. I place my faith in you. And I declare you are Lord. I need a saviour. And you are, my, you are my saviour. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose again for me. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.